Welcome to C3 Church Tagra. You're about to hear a message from Luke Boyd. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. If you want to read with me, it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We're going to read out the whole chapter, we're going to take a look and we'll explore what's happening here. Okay. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonour others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, Always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. What a great chapter. There's a lot that we can take out of this. I think I've even uh, done a bit of teaching on this in the past. But let's just have a fresh look at this passage. Let's find out about what Paul's trying to accomplish here. Let's have a look at what was going on in Corinth and let's have a look at what's, what's happening. I hope it blesses you. The Word of God should bless you. Just throwing that out there. Uh, when Paul writes his first letter to the Corinthians, it appears that his chief goal here is for all the people in Corinth, in particular the church that's happening and growing there, to look at life through the lenses of the gospel. Uh, there's, there's some stuff going on. And, and, and what he wants to achieve, his, his main goal here, is to get 
his church in Corinth to see life through the lenses of the gospel. The gospel is the announcement about Jesus, who he is and what he has done, and that what he has done opens up a whole new reality for us to experience. Yes. Who can say amen to that? Oh, good. And so, in 1 Corinthians, Paul defines a bunch of problems and responds to them with gospel realities. Okay? So Paul, he started the church in Corinth, and then he was, he was moving around a lot in those days, and he was moving on to, to do more um, preaching and teaching in other places and start other churches in other places, and he heard that there was some um, problems that had arisen in the church within Corinth. So he wanted to go back with this letter and define the problems that were there and then show them how to fix them, basically. And how he was hoping them, how he was hoping for them to fix these issues that had arisen was to see and to change the way they looked at things. Not the way in which the culture determined, but the way in which the gospel determined how we should see the world. Uh, so let's have a look. Um, first of all, in the first few chapters, he deals with... Uh, uh, he deals with division. Then in the next few chapters, he deals with sexual immorality. And then the next few chapters after that, he deals with um, the problem of food and wh- what is considered to be okay food and when is it okay to eat it. Uh, and then he moves on and we, we arrive at chapters 11 to 14 and these chapters where verse, uh, chapter 13 is in, uh, it deals with the problems that were being experienced in their gatherings, so in their church services. So at the time, he's wanting, right now, this, this uh, chapter that we just read is addressing, there's, there's been some problems that have taken place within their church gatherings. And it's, it's not going too well within their gatherings. And it's especially not going well uh, for their growth because whoever came into these gatherings that were not a Christian would be like, what, what is going on here? I'm out of here. This is a crazy place. Uh, so what was happening? The people were having these powerful meetings where they would have incredible experiences of speaking in tongues and prophesying and moments of great faith. Uh, It was amazing, but at the same time, it was all done really, really messy. Uh, It was lacking order. And it appears that the people there, uh, they were more interested in their own self-gratifying experiences than the people next to them or the visitors that would rock into church. They were more concerned about what they could get out of a meeting because you can get a lot out of a meeting. And it was more that they were speaking over the top of each other, that they were yelling in tongues when there were people around. They were like, oh, what's going on? Uh, People, they were all interested in just a self-gratifying experience. Uh, they didn't really care too much about how what they were doing uh, would affect the person next to them or listening to them. 
there were moments of prophesying over the top of one another. These people in these unorderly me- meetings really only cared about their own personal experiences and expressions, giving very little thought to how others were being affected. And so that's why Paul, you see at the start of chapter 13, he starts to talk about all these great things that we can do. Um, But if we don't have love, it's like a resounding gong. How we can have great gifts, blessed gifts, and how when we use them inappropriately without love being the chief motivator behind them, it's just pointless. And it it would say that it was actually worth nothing. Those experiences ultimately to the Apostle Paul were worth nothing. Um, And this love that he speaks on and moves towards and ends up with the famous faith, hope and love line, that word love is often translated as charity. Um, The understanding behind this love is that it is a uh, it's definitely not a self-seeking love. It's a love that would put others before themselves. It's a love where you would choose to think of others first before you. And this, this is Christian maturity. This is a, a beautiful thing. With this love as the chief motivator behind all the things we do and how we use and and, and bless others with the giftings that God has placed on our lives, this love, if it drives us, it makes it all worthwhile, it makes it all effective, and it will also profoundly become very orderly because God is in the business of communicating and blessing and doing life with order. It all starts off in chaos in Genesis, and then he brings order to everything. And that's the way our God is. He likes order, uh, which, you know, I get blamed for not being very orderly sometimes. So I'm trying to get better at living life more orderly, especially with my clothes that uh, usually end up on a chair, pretty messy, and I'm learning how to be more orderly there. This is a good thing. Yeah? Yeah. I think they're going to, from now on, see, like when I wear some clothes, if I haven't been too sweaty, they're good to go again. So I don't want to put them in the the washing, but I definitely don't want to put them in with all the clean stuff in the drawers. There's a chair right there, and it's where those clothes should probably go. It seems actually very orderly to me. But... uh, Maybe I don't have a problem. Maybe I'm doing it right, Ollie. Actually, the more I think about this, this is the orderly way to do things. Um, Suddenly I feel empowered and great. Um, I feel loved. I don't feel like there's any punishment. That's what Candace was talking about. There's no fear. I got no fear. Um, This is a good thing. This is a good thing. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to clean my chair when I get home, darling. Is that a good idea? <laughs> okay. So, 
People were enjoying speaking in tongues when they felt like it, not caring that it might affect the person listening to them, or there were moments of great prophesying over the top of one another. These were the cases that were happening in these meetings. Um, these people in these unorderly meetings really only cared about their own personal experiences. Now, what we're talking about, this is a self-sacrificing love. Now, you remember I said at the start, it's about Paul trying to get everyone to see through the lenses of the gospel. This love that he's talking about, it is much like the love we see in Jesus Christ in, in the, the gospel story where he loves others so much that he would even lay his life down for another. So Paul's trying to get us to see through the lenses of the gospel. He's trying to get us to see through the love that Christ showed us. And so when we see things through these lenses, everything becomes more interesting. Uh, So to bring order to the chaotic gatherings that were taking place, Paul encouraged the people not to be selfish and just do whatever was self-gratifying, but rather Paul encourages the people to love others before themselves and to think of how others, especially those who weren't Christians, would benefit from their meetings, putting others before themselves. This is Christian maturity. Uh, I just want to read this out. Paul's desire here is that we would look at all of life through the lenses of the gospel. If the gospel is an announcement about Jesus that opens up a whole new reality, it is a reality in which we can view all of life with faith, hope, and love as our chief motivators. This is the desire for us to be able to look at all of life through the lenses of the gospel. In particularly, we view our reality now through faith, hope, and love. So when we drive uh, to work and we come to the roundabout and someone cuts us off, some of us naturally tend to see through eyes of definitely not faith hope and love the challenge that paul is encouraging us to do what he's what the what the invitation is for us all is to view all of life in all of its situations through faith hope and love some of us have people in our lives in our lives uh that have hurt us there's some of us right now who are experiencing pain as a friend or a family member is mean to them uh Paul is encouraging us to look at that situation through the lenses of faith, hope, and love. He's challenging us to look through the lenses of the gospel. Jesus loves that person. This is a crazy thought. Jesus loves that person that's hurt you or is hurting you so much so that he laid down his life for them. Wow. And that changes things. That changes things and it means things for us. And if we follow it through, we realize that uh, it, it is challenging, but it's, it's a bigger life. It's a more, uh, f- it's, a, it's a godly life. It's the way life was meant to be. It's, look, guys, when we live this way, we are set free from 
unforgiveness. We are set free from all the different trappings that life can throw at us when we choose to look at life and let the gospel shape us and let faith, hope and love be our chief virtues and motivators, these, this is where we're encouraged to get to. Now, we're not always going to be there. We're not always going to be uh, these perfect people. But this is the invitation. This is the encouragement to practice this, to practice this. It's not just going to come up. We've got to practice this. Practice looking at life through the lenses of faith, hope and love yes Um, so the invitation to us here is when we look at life see it through faith hope and love can I please have the worship team up thank you very much Um, I want to spend a bit of time now of prayer and I, and I hope that um, this, this foundational message, a really quick, really simple way to kick off this theme, now when we learn more about faith, when we learn more about hope, when we learn more about love, we know now how to use it. We're to use it, we're, we're to let it move us, we're let, to let it mold us and shape us, and we're to also realize that it's through the lenses that which we are encouraged to view the world. These lenses of faith, hope, and love, that is how we are meant to view our brother and sister, our work, our families, our friends, all of life, every aspect of life. Don't try and look at it through the ways of the world, self-gratifying ways where we only worry about ourselves. But let's look at others uh, and love them with the love that puts others first. Okay. and I think, I think we're just about done. The other thing about faith, hope, and love, faith and hope will always lead to love. This is another little fact. Faith isn't doing its job if it doesn't lead you to love. The Scriptures are very clear on that. Um, add to faith, da-da-da-da, add to that, da-da-da-da, add to that, da-da-da-da, and then you get to, and then add love. All of the, it's, a, it's a natural progression. Faith will push you to love. Hope will push you to love. Love is the chief of these three virtues. And we're going to learn more about that. And we're going to see the world differently. We're going to move and act and be in the world differently because the gospel is the announcement that Jesus has done a great thing in which a new reality is bursting forth before us and which we are invited to participate in. So why don't we stand? Church, thank you very much. We are, we are ripping, and Amy is going to get to this party on time. So, so good. Father God, may we see life more clearly through the lenses of faith, hope, and love. Father God, I thank you so much for the gospel. Lord, the story of Jesus Christ. Everything he has done for us, everything that is opened up for us to enter into, Lord God. I thank you for it. And Lord, I pray that these guys here today would be feeling the pull, that they would be feeling the leading and the guiding to walk deeper into faith, hope, and love, to walk deeper into you, Lord God to see life through the lenses of the gospel. 
You are incredible, Lord. I pray these guys would be encouraged, that they would be blessed. Lord God, that um, this new theme will be just a great time, a great time as we head towards celebrating Christmas, Lord, celebrating you entering the world in a whole new way. This is a fun time of year. Lord God, I thank you so much for it. Bless these guys in Jesus' name. Now, church, can I challenge you, whatever situation you are facing right now, it could be good, it could be bad, it could be messy. Can I just encourage you as this team begins to worship, would you spend some time asking the Lord to help you look at these circumstances through the lenses of faith, hope and love? And let's see if we can shift perspectives on certain uh, things that we are facing. And let's see if we can get God's perspective on our life right now. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.